0: again that your presence your Lord is with us in this house as we have come to you dear Lord to worship and to praise you as we gather together in your house with one heart at one table worshiping the one and true Lord as we join together with those across this community of Rock Hill in South Carolina God we just simply join together and praise you because this is your day that we glorify you in Jesus name amen do have a few announcements that we would like to make for you. Uh, So one of them, I'm going to need for you all to get out a piece of paper. So go ahead and get out your pieces of paper. Now, this is for the people that will be back, uh, you know, that are normally members here of the church that normally come. Okay, so Sunday, not this coming Sunday, but the Sunday, the 4th of July, we have one service. And that service begins at 11 o'clock. So at 10 o'clock, we have Sunday school. And 11 o'clock, we have the worship service. At approximately 12 o'clock, we'll begin with our picnic. And about uh, 20 minutes after that, we'll have, uh, you know, the concert will start. So that's for the 4th of July. Every Sunday following after that one, Sunday school starts at 9 o'clock. Worship service starts at 1010. There will be one service. From that moment on from July the 4th on there's going to be one service and that service will start at 1010 10. Sunday school at 9 worship service at 1010 10. okay so you got that 1010 10, Rennie 10 10 so it should stick into your mind now right service at 10 10 10 10 1010 yes Rennie 10 10. Okay, all right, so now that we've got that, let's make sure that you've got that. Now, next this coming Saturday, the 26th, at 7 o'clock, we have our men's uh, breakfast. So that's this coming Saturday at 7 o'clock, men's breakfast. This coming Saturday at 1 o'clock, we have a uh, lady uh, here, Susie, and she is going to be teaching an art class. So please sign up for that. There's out there in the foyer, there's a place there for you to be able to sign up for that art class and to get the information there. So that's going to be out there in the foyer. Okay? Also, pick up your bulletin so that you'll have the remainder of the announcements and everything that's there for you. All right? So thank you so much. So now y'all are ready to worship and to praise God, right? Amen? Amen. Man, y'all don't sound too excited. Do we need to do calisthenics again this morning like we did last week? Okay, let everybody stand up. Okay. Everybody stand up. Okay, go ahead, sit down. Go ahead, stand back up. Because we're going to praise God right now, standing on our feet right now. So let's praise God this morning. Let's give our praise to Him this morning.
1: What we have come into His house to worship Him. And come now the time. Come.
2: One day. One day every tongue will confess you are God. One day every knee will bow. Still the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now. Come, now is the time to earn. Now is the time to give your heart. Come on, sing come. Come just as you are to worship. Come just as you are before your God. Come. All right, everybody, sing one day. One day every tongue will confess you are God One day every knee will bow Still the greatest treasure remains for those Who gladly choose you now One day every tongue will confess you are God One day every knee will bow the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now come now is the time to worship come now is the time to give your heart come as you are to worship, Come. just as you are before.
1: the great thing God is calling you to come to worship him and the great thing about it he isn't calling you to be any particular type of way he's not having any certain standing he's calling you just to be with him no matter who you are no matter where you are God is calling to you to be so we can love together and love him as he loves us so let's continue to worship and lift praise to him for he is our foundation in which that love can thrive and we will build that life upon him this morning Worthy of every song. Worthy
2: of every song we will ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Sing worthy of every song worthy of every song we could ever sing. worthy of all the praise we could ever bring worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you oh we live for you we sing holy holy there is no one there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me in jesus name above every other name Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever save. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for You. Oh, we live for You. Let's sing holy, holy. There is no one like You. There. You open up my eyes in one. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me.
1: Think I will build my life.
2: Yeah. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart. And lead me in your love to those I will fill my life. I will fill my life upon your It is a firm foundation I will put my trust in you alone And I will not be
1: shaken Amen. Do you believe that with the foundation of Christ that nothing can move us, nothing can shake us, nothing can shatter us? because of who he is and what he does for us. So let's continue to praise him this morning for the promise that he has given us that it will still stand. No matter what he can do, he can do it again and again and again. So let's sing this song. Let's worship together and lift our voices consecutively as we give praise to him.
2: Walking around these walls. Walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall But you have never failed me yet
1: Waiting for change to come
2: Waiting for change to come Knowing the battles won For you have never failed me yet Sing your promise still stands Your promise still stands Great is your faithfulness Faithfulness I'm still in your hands This is my confidence You've never failed me
1: yet I know the night won't last
2: I know the night won't last Your word will come to my heart will sing your praise again Jesus you're still enough Jesus you're still enough keep me within your love my heart will sing your again sing so your promise still stands your promise still stands great is your faithfulness faithfulness I'm still in your hands this is my confidence Failed me yet. Right, I've seen you move. Let's
1: praise him. I've
2: seen you move. I've seen you move mountains. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way. And I believe I'll see you do it again. Your promise still stands Great is your faithfulness Faithfulness I'm still in your hands This is my confidence You've never failed me
1: that our confidence is in Him, that we stand with Him, and if we stand with Him, who can stand against us? So let's continue to sing how good God is and His amazing love that's ultimately welcoming to us this morning.
2: Amazing love. Amazing love that welcomes me kindness of mercy that bought with blood wholeheartedly my soul undeserved you're so good
1: to me, hey, let's lift our voices,
2: God, you're the glory of Jesus' name. And should this life bring suffering, Lord, I will remember what Calvary has bought
1: for me. Both now and forever.
0: father we thank you god for this holy spirit we thank you that you are in our midst and god you are so good you pour out your spirit upon us and your love and your mercy god it's more than what we deserve and god we thank you and we praise you in jesus name amen May be seated, all except for the men in the church, and I would like for all of the men to come forward, all of the men, even if you don't, you know, all the men, all the way up front, y'all, y'all can come and gather around me, this is Father's Day and I am a father, so I'll join in on this one. <laughs> We're going to face that way. So this is a good group of young men, isn't it? So I want to give you this, okay? So 75% of the people that's in church that continue to go to church and stay in church, 75% of those, of course, came with their families. 98% of the 75% that's still going to church today came because their father was one of those that brought them. That's a large number. The majority of the people that are in the church today are here because their fathers believed enough in God and the church to bring their children to church. It's important, the ones that have fathers, it's important for you to realize the influence that you have upon them. For the ones that have children that's grown up and already out of the house, you still have a major role to play. In your children's life. But now you get to play that role also in the grandchildren's life. It's important for us to pass on what our Heavenly Father has passed on to us. And His Son, Jesus Christ, is our Savior. Amen? Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for each one of these men that are here today. God that love you enough to say that this is important to me that I show my children the love from God the Father from above and as I as he has poured out his love upon me I pour out my love upon my children and God I pray dear Lord that you will bless that and that you will bless them in Jesus name amen, amen. now don't go anywhere we have a gift Now, I will tell you, with this gift, okay, there's a passage of Scripture that's on this little bag, so it's not just simply a small burlap sack, okay, but there's something in this bag that you were not allowed to throw, okay, men? All right, you're not allowed to throw it, and there's a passage of Scripture on it. It is a rock, and they are nice skipping size, I mean, they're nice and flat, so... Don't take it to a pond and throw it. Don't throw it at your pastor in the service. Don't throw it. Just don't throw it. (laughs) really rocks. Thank you so much, guys. Thank Thank you. Now that everyone is back in their seat, I would ask that you go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12. I'm going to read from you the very first passage of scripture there, in Romans. So this is subtitled, A Living Sacrifice to God. And it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is the, tr- the way, this is truly the way to worship him. So we see that this is the way to truly worship worship God, is by, ha- by living our lives as a sacrifice unto Him. But for me, in thinking about this, we have to know who we are before we know where we have to go, or where we, and we have to know where we come from. So to be able to live this passage of Scripture, we have to know who we are and where we have come from. Okay? So in helping us with this, I want you to see, so, forget the second word that you're going to hear that I'm fixing to say. Forget the second word. I, Ronald John Sadler, born March 31st of 1966, to Roger Wayne Sadler and Olive Sadler. I have one brother, David, and one sister, Katie. I grew up in a middle-class society in a little um, suburb community just outside of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. My mother and my father grew up in sports all through high school. My mother was a star basketball player. My father was a star basketball player and baseball player. My father played basketball back in the days that it was illegal to slam the ball on, and he slammed it at least once in every game to intimidate the players that was around him. Therefore, I am a type A, gold-oriented, workaholic. My father, in his award-based theology or philosophy in life, the more that you did or the more I did in sports, the more praises that I got. The more praises that I got, the deeper into sports that I went. I can recall that I was playing Little League football, as in full contact football, before I was old enough to do that because my dad was encouraging the coach to let me in because I was good enough. I played football all the way through uh, you know, Breck League, all the way through middle school and high school. I played basketball and Breck, middle school, high school, and college. I played baseball, middle school, high school, and into college. So I was very fortunate to have gained all of that from my, you know, from my parents. That is who I am, right? Here on this earth, I have an earthly mother and an earthly father that has influenced who I am. I've already told y'all that my mother and father, they brought me to church every single Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. I was influenced by their philosophy or by their life as they influenced me and as they showed me the things that was important to them. The things that was important to them, I picked up as being important to me. You have the family gifts or the you know, what about your family traditions? How many of you go to your Paw Paul's house? Wait a minute. Paw Paw, Grandpa, yeah, all of those other things for Christmas. How many of you all go there? Go to that one single house for Christmas? It's everybody travels there. Right? You have that. Well, for hours, it was just simply us. Christmas morning, we were at home. Just our family. About two hours later, we were loaded up in the car, and we were headed to somewhere else to celebrate Christmas at Papa's house or at Granny's house. Those are traditions that's passed down to us. That's part of us. That's part of who we are. All of the basketball coaches that I experienced throughout my life, they're part of me. The friends and stuff that we follow, the people that we put influence or that influence us, that we allow to influence us, that's part of us, right? Please shake your head yes or shake it no if you disagree with me. That's part of, of, of the who we are, right? But see, if we go into Genesis chapter one, verse 26, it says, "Then God said, "Let us make man in our image, like our or in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea." And the birds in the sky over the livestock and over all the walls, animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So we see that we were created by God in their image, in His image, in the image of God the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We were all created in their image. And in that, we see that in that creation, He gave us a task. And that task is that we are supposed to be over. It says that we are supposed to rule. Some translations will move it and say that we are supposed to uh, you know, to dominate okay, or to subdue. But in this, we look at that we are supposed to rule over the fish in the sea, over the birds of the air, over the livestock and the wild animals. And all of the things that creep along the earth, we're supposed to be ruling them. People, supposed to be ruling them. Not them ruling us, but us ruling them. But that also means that we're supposed to take care of this world, right? So we're supposed to do things to take care of it, so that we make sure that it lasts That's part of who we are. In God creating each and every one of us, we find that God made us in His likeness, and His likeness is perfect. Adam and Eve was created perfect. No sin whatsoever. No blemish. No shame. They were created to live for eternity. They were created in God's image. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about God being eternal. But something happened. Adam and Eve sinned. Whenever Adam and Eve sinned, what entered into the world? Death. For the penalty for sin is death. So by Adam and Eve sinning, Every single person that was born after Adam and Eve was created, there is a time limit on our lives. Every single one of us will die unless Christ comes back before. Because sin has entered into the world. Real quickly, flip over to Psalms 139. Psalms 139, I'll begin reading for you in in verse 7, so if you're finding it in Psalms 139, verse 7, but before I get there, I want to read to you something here in verse 1, Psalms 139, verse 1, it says, O Lord, you have, O Lord, you have examined my heart, and know." Everything about me. So get that. God has examined my heart. He's examined it. And then he goes in in verse 7 and he says, I cannot escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, and if I dwell by the forest oceans, even there your hand will guide me, and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me, and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I can't hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as the day the darkness as light are the same the darkness and light are the same to you you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knitted me together in my mother's womb thank you for making me so wonderfully complex your workmanship is marvelous how well i know it You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment that was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are you. Your thoughts about me, O God, they cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand, and when I wake up, you are still with me. Wow. The psalmist starts off and says, O Lord, you have examined my heart. And you know everything about me. And he goes in and begins to talk here in 7 about the Father. I can go everywhere and you're still there. I can go to heaven and you're there. I can go down to the grave and you're there. I can ask for the darkness to surround me. To where you can't see me but you still see me. Because the darkness is just like light to you. There's absolutely nowhere that we can go or no place that we could ever be that God is not. But then from there, He goes in and He begins to talk about us. He wove us together. He's the one that put us together. He's the reason you have the mom and dad you have. but you have the mom and dad that you have because he had a reason for them to be there and for you to be in their life and them to be in your life. However much that it might be. You know, I know here on this Father's Day that there's some that Father's Day is not a good day because they had a bad father. But I want you to see, God put you there. He didn't put you there for the pain, but He put you there because He had a reason. He had something for you to get from where you were. There's a reason for that. I guess, for me, in my my hard-headedness, I had to have church all the time. Uh, you know, my junior and senior year of high school, it wasn't enough that I went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. I went to church. I went to school where I went to church. So I went to church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then whenever we had games or practice on Saturdays, I was back at church again. So sometimes I was at church seven days a week, and I needed it. He knew that I needed that. He placed me there for a reason. But see, we get here into verse 16, and I want you to see something here. In verse 16 of, 39, of 139 Psalms, it says, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in a book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. So we see this, whenever we see this, we go back Genesis, where God created us in His image, in our image, He created us. He created each and every one of us in our mother's womb, and there was a perfect life that He printed out for us in a book. He put that in a book and He said, This is the life that I want you to live. And it says that that life that He has for us to live that there are going to be so many precious moments and blessings in that life that they cannot be numbered. If we lived that perfect life, there would be so many blessings that we can't number them. But remember, Adam and Eve sinned. Sin entered into our lives. So we don't have that perfect life. Psalms 139, 23, and 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. So the psalmist is saying here that he's he's built me, he's printed this, and he's given me this book. But he wants him to search his heart. See where I am. Because I want to live this life. I want to walk the path that you have for me so that I can live for eternity with you. But we've all sinned. And fallen short of the glory of God. The only way that we can get back to that path is through repentance. The only way that we can truly live the path that God has for us is that we must repent and be by the words that God has for us. It's not that far-fetched. Because didn't Jesus say that if you've heard me, then you've heard my Father? If you've seen my actions, then you've seen the actions of my Father? See, he's talking about the life that, that he lived before us. And if Jesus Christ lived that life before us, then we have the understanding that we have the capability to live that life. But the only way that we can live that life is with Jesus Christ living within us and being full of the Holy Spirit. Entirely sanctified that every part of our life, every bit of us, is bent towards God and doing His what? His good and perfect will for us. Whew. But wait a minute. Pastor, you started off talking about my parents, about all these things that I have from them. Well, that's right. He placed us there with those parents so that we would be able to be influenced or so that we would influence. But it's because He has something for us from that. Maybe this will help you out a little bit. Andrew, my oldest son, and then Crystal, my daughter, and then Caleb. They have experienced the type A, gold-oriented father that's a workaholic. I missed seeing Andrew, Crystal, and Caleb take their first step I missed it why did I miss it because I had to be at work why did I have to be at work because the gold-oriented father that I have was the better that I worked the more praises that I got I sold cars for 11 years I sold Dodge products whenever Dodges were horrible. I had to make a living selling Dodge products whenever they were really bad. I had to work a lot. But whenever I came home and I told Peggy that I had sold a car or sold two cars, oh, I got a praise. That fed into it, right? Right? Some of the people here at the church might get a chuckle out of this. Whenever I come into the church and I turn to the left of that first door, whenever you walk in the glass door over there, and the light switch is turned on but the lights in that foyer is turned off, there's a light switch out of place. I've got to go find it. There's three light switches that controls the lights down that hallway and in that foyer. If one's out of place, I've got to go find it. Right? That, that's hilarious, isn't it? Especially if you come over to this side over here and you happen to flip this light switch off over here, then none of the lights work that's in the foyer because that's the master switch. Two years ago, three years ago, I came to the praise and worship group, the music group that we had and i had organized the church service and i said this is supposed to take 15 minutes then prayer is going to take 5 minutes praise and worship is going to take another 20 30 minutes and then we're going to preach for about 25 or 30 minutes i had it all timed out and they looked at me like oh that's not happening but that's the process that's where we are And God has a person and has a place for all of those things to be able to be used. He made you in His image. How many of you know the song, God Don't Make No Junk? I know that's not grammatically correct, but I used to sing it in vacation Bible school and Sunday school. God Don't Make No Junk. He made each and every one of us the way that He needed us to be to accomplish the goal that He has for us. The people that we have experienced in our lives is to help us to get there as long as we use them in the right way. I kind of feel like I'm missing something. But remember... The only way that we can do it is with Jesus Christ. Now see, we read that there's a book that God has already written about our lives that's perfect. But we also know that we're not on that line because we've sinned. Because sin is in our life. We've we've missed the mark. But through Him and through the life that He has for us. I want you to be able to see this. Because we can make it to that line that He has written in the book. If we walk close enough to God, if we study His words and if we we commune with Him and He communes with us, there are times in our lives that we will do exactly what He wants for us to do. We will do exactly what He has created us to do. Now, it doesn't happen very often, and we don't maintain it for all that long. This morning's not the message to get into why we get off and why we can't maintain it. Today is the message that lets us know that we can get there. Through Jesus Christ, in the direction and the leading of the Holy Spirit, we can live a life that is pleasing unto God. That might need to be said again because there wasn't that many amens. We can live that life. But I need to bring this down. I still haven't really got to the main point for you yet. Because whenever we look at this and we go back to Romans chapter twelve, we move on down to Romans chapter to to verse to verse three of chapter twelve. Paul starts off by telling us why he's going to make this statement. He says, By the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance to the measure of faith God has given to you. So the sober judgment. We have to look back into our lives to be able to to soberly judge where we are and who we are. So we look back at our lives and we see where God has planned and what God has for us. And we see the people that God has placed in our lives... And we soberly look back at those so that we can grow to be the person that God truly has for us. Most of the time, whenever you hear this passage of of Scripture preached, they're trying to get you, or we're trying to get you, They, we're trying to get you to look back at the bad things and stuff in your life so that you can repent from those bad things so that you can get back on track. This morning, I would like for you to look back onto those things in your lives so that we can see the victorious times and the victories that we have had in our lives, right? We look back and we see where God has worked in our hearts and lives, and it encourages us to walk forward into the next day. We don't look back into our lives so that we stay there. We don't look back into our lives so that we can have a pity party and we can moan and say, oh God, I can't believe you did this to me. Oh God, I can't believe this happened to me. We look back at those things so that we can see God's hand at work in our lives. But we also look back at those things in our lives so that we can see where we've came from. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all have to understand that. There's people in here that's been a Christian longer in their lives than not a Christian. Have we forgotten what it was to be like to struggle with certain sins in our lives? Because for us to be a witness to someone else that's going through that struggle, we can't forget the struggle that God's already taken us through. We can't forget the mercy that He's already poured out upon us whenever we were lost in our sins. We have to look back at those. But He has this life. That he has written out for us. And he's given us the ability. He's given us all of the tools. For us to. Conduct ourselves. And to live the life. That he has placed before us. Are we willing. To follow that life that he has for us. Romans, chapter 12, verse 1. Live your life as a sacrifice, a holy sacrifice unto Him, so that you would be able to know His perfect and pleasing will for our lives. He's got that for us. It's obtainable for us. It begins with repentance and surrender of ourselves and our hearts to Him. And then being filled with the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to fully engulf us. And to follow the guidance and the teachings of the Holy Spirit. We cannot live the life that God has before us on our own. It is only through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And through salvation of His Son, Jesus Christ. But that only comes through repentance. So this morning, soberly look at your heart. Look into your life. See those victorious moments that God has led you through. So that you can take with courage into the next day. So that you can take courage today. So that you could see God's handiwork in your life. And you can see where your life and His life and His plan matches up. And walk in that path. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, dear Lord, for this day. I thank you for the words that you have given to us. God, I pray Your Lord, as we go throughout the rest of this day, God, that we would truly look in ourselves. And God, we can see who we are, where we've came from. We can see your love and your mercy that you have poured out upon us. We can see the victories that you have given to us. And God, that that gives us courage to continue to walk and to grow in this life that you have before us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand for benediction. Don't want to put anybody on the spot, but I've had several phone calls this week from last week's uh, message and uh, tremendously excited about this. Uh, But there is uh, someone that was, of course, everybody was up on the platform, but there was someone that was up here on the platform during this service that has had a mighty victory this week. And she has seen God's presence in her life in places that she has never experienced before. Because there are people around her praying for her and praying with her. It works. We have to continue to call out upon God. He is a mighty God, and He is at work in this world. We have to give Him praise, but we also have to celebrate those victories. Uh, you know, we celebrate today knowing that God is already answering one of the prayers that was prayed up here. Uh, And we have to continue to lift that up. Continue to lift up the names and the people that you have from that service. All right, let's bow our heads for dismissal. Dear Heavenly Father, I do thank you so much for this day. God, I thank you for everyone that is here. I pray that your face would shine upon us, dear Lord, and that your blessings from heaven will be poured out upon our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.